I saw a Paraguayan movie <laughs> yesterday. Oh, yeah? yeah? Tell us more. It was about these, like, two 65-year-old lesbians. Right. And they progressive. were heiresses to great fortunes, apparently. Not progressive. And um, one of them was charged with fraud, which apparently just happens in Paraguay. Progressive Rugby League. Listening to Progressive Rugby League, and we're going to assume you're happy about that. Welcome. The slug is here, talking at you. And what would Progressive Rugby League be without Progressive Rugby League experts to tell you about it? Big Al. Hello. Hello. It's great to be here. For some reason, I've got a terrible case of the giggles right now. I don't know why, but it's probably because I'm so excited to be here once again <laughs> to talk about the fantastic sport of rugby league might and have, all things progressive. Might have something to do with my increasingly erratic introductions. <laughs> I'm in a good mood. I'm ready to go. Jono, welcome. Hey, fellas. How you doing? Good to be back. First Fonz impression on this podcast. It won't be the last. Hey. <laughs> Now, fellas, usually we go straight into round reflections, but, uh, you know, there's something large worth bringing up straight off the bat. Jono, you're the man to do it. Yeah, well, there was big news in the UK this week about the Super 8s format, which we've spoken a lot about this year, where the top four teams of the championship play off with the bottom four teams of the Super League, and it's an eight-game format, and the top four... Uh, the top three make to the Super League the next year, and then there's a million-pound game for four and five, and then the rest are relegated to championship. And we think it's quite a, a progressive and exciting element of the English Rugby League. But this week, the Super League, the new Super League executive, has come out and said that it's likely to be thrown out in favour of going to the old one-team-up, one-team-down promotion rele- relegation system. And it just got me thinking, after reading the comments from that new Super League executive, who was saying that they need to put more money into Super League teams and let it trickle down into the other divisions. And it really got me thinking, hey, this is perfect for progressive rugby league because not only is it a rugby league issue, but it's it's an issue that comes up in society all the time where conservatives around the world, they will tell you that Trickle-down economics is the way to go. Pump all the money to the top <laughs> echelons. for the rich. Pump all the money to the top echelons and then just watch the rest, yep. you know, flower yeah. from that. Yeah. Whereas the first thing that happens is the rich people go, well, oh, how am I going to pass this on to people below me? <laughs> exactly. How is this going to, That's how right. am I going to how do it? How do I distribute this yeah. newfound wealth of mine? <laughs> so that is a constant debate between progressives and conservatives. Progressives tend to dislike trickle-down economics, which is what... Uh, it sounds like it's being mooted here by the Super League, the new Super League chief executive. Uh, and it might be a schism within the game. I mean, there's a lot of unhappy people. Leeds chairman, I think Gary Hetherington, came out and said he wasn't happy about it. Yeah. Uh, if course. I can, after I'll quote out, you actually yeah. he said, as I flick through my notes here, an absurd grab for power. That's what he said. An absurd <laughs> grab for power. And also there's obviously championship teams not happy about it. Mm. Uh, so it's... it's Watch this space, but what do we think about it, fellas? Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Well, what's what? What about that that reasoning that you gave? Mm. Like, is it valid? What do you think? Well, I, I think if we 
to say it's a case of trickle down e- economics, then that sounds it just sounds foolish to me. However, I reckon, especially in the case of of the English Super League, where they are a, they're still relatively niche. They're not they're not they don't get mainstream coverage. Mm. There probably is a lot to be said about making sure that you have very stable teams at the top because I think we really underestimate the, the difference it can make just in straight up revenue to a team going if you're knocked down from Super League to mm. Championship it's really bloody hard to get back up right. and if it's that easy if you have one poor season and suddenly you're battling fighting relegation uh, because you're finished at the bottom four and it's you know you can get chucked down to the Championship pretty quickly happen to the London Broncos and look at them uh, yeah, well, it happens, it's, it's all time. It happened to Hull KR. They came back up straight away the next year. I mean, especially with the Super 8s format, it's actually not that hard to come back up. All you have to do is make the top four of the championship, and then you've got a red-hot chance of I, getting promoted I, well, again. Like, I love the Super 8s. I think it's a great... It's very, it makes for a very exciting time of year, but I can fully understand those that would be against it. I think it, it makes it easy for promotion, mm. but at the same time, it makes it really, really easy to be relegated, which is... Uh, like it's, yeah, it's you really get easy to have, a, have, a, have a, just a tough yeah. season. Like it happens to teams all the time, and then all of a sudden fighting for your spot in that league. Mm. Um, when and it can just like create a, a, a horrible uh, downward spiral where you're you're stuck in the championship. And the championship is a great place to be. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Mm. So do you support you know funneling money out of championship and and division one teams or league one teams up into super league clubs no. so that. Theoretically, no, it'll no, trickle no, down. No, 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 definitely. Is that what you're no, that's not what I'm telling you at all. Definitely not. I love the championship, and I think a healthy and strong and competitive English championship is paramount for the, the survival of professional rugby league in the UK. That must be protected. If this new model suddenly puts the championship at risk of losing funding and, and players and, and all that sort of thing, then that's not something that I think should be entertained. Uh, but I do understand the, you know, the notion of some of the Super League clubs as to why they'd want to vote to get rid of the Super 8s. Yeah, I mean, if you look at what's happening this year, especially in the Championship, if it was one up, one down, it'd be game over already. Toronto were five or seven points ahead and mm. there'd be little interest. At the moment, there's six teams vying for those top four positions. So there are fans of those six teams who have dreams, legitimate dreams of making the Super League next year. That's really exciting. There's so much on the line. You've completely turned me around on this. I love the Super 8s. <laughs> you're right. But We're, yeah, you're going you, to rob, like, you know, the fans of how many clubs? Five? Mm. If, 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 the, if, if it wasn't for that, like, they just go, well, halfway through the season, it's already a, a done deal, so... Nothing to play for. Yeah. So I think that's one of the great things that the English game has over the Australian game, promotion and relegation. We spoke about this before. It's not really possible at the moment in Australia... And it probably will never happen. But no. and and because and you no know, matter how much we want to see the Jets, that's that's right. Up. Or the, uh, the the New England twang. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yet, yet to be established. You look at the the Bulldogs, Cowboys, Eels this year. They've got literally zero to play for, and there's still twelve games to go, or ten games to go, or whatever that is. So, yeah. um, I think the English game has that as an advantage, and I really think uh, this separation of the competition into Super Eights really gave it something extra. I know it's been quite divisive. A lot of teams don't like it. A lot of fans don't like it. I think one of the, main, one, one of the main criticisms is it's, it's confusing. So to the, non, to the casual observer, you've got no idea what's going on. Who's supposed to be playing who? Yeah. Uh, what it all means. How the, like, how the competition actually works. And I think another one of the big criticisms I heard from um, in the press over this was uh, like, how can a, prof- a fully professional sport 
not know who is going to be playing who and where and when. Yeah. Um, I can confirm that because I'm a fairly casual observer. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's confusing, but it's not super rugby confusing where there's different. <laughs> well, and we all saw what happened to what we all are seeing. What's happening to that? At least in this country. Yeah, so it, it's not that confusing. I mean, it's only been going for a couple of years. I think it, it's obviously going to take a while for fans to get used to. Yeah, I think it was people starting to get used to it and starting to get excited about it. Because um, there's so much on the line, especially Super League clubs on, like the Catalan on the fringe of the top eight, they can make the top eight, top eight, and potentially vie for the title, or be scrapping it for promotion relegation and the mil- perhaps the million pound. And that, game. just that alone, the million pound game—that's a what's a brilliant title for yeah. a game. Well, I love it. Well, I, mean, I love it. I actually don't agree with the million pound game, if I'm honest. What? Because, because there's, what's the point of that? It really should just be the top four of that group. Uh, being promoted into Super League and the bottom four staying in the the bottom tier. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the fifth, why why are you allowing the fifth team to possibly make a Super League extra revenue stream? Baby, one one all on the line, all or nothing game. Yeah, one I mean, it's come on. <laughs> yeah, it's That's such... more money than I could imagine. <laughs> a million pounds. A million. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's more exciting, but that is one step too far for me. But the Super Eight concept without the million pound game, I think. I would love to see that maintained. You'll get more uh, of this international gear in the international updates mm. later, but your thoughts, Super 8s, or the death of Super 8s, ProgressiveRL at Outlook.com, Facebook, Twitter, what do you think? Mm, it's a bit ominous. Round reflections, guys. What do you think about um, what's happened this week? Well, I was on Saturday night... Australian time, I was in a pub watching the Socceroos, it's World Cup time obviously, watching the Socceroos play against France and you know it was a great atmosphere, everyone was getting into it uh, and I thought to myself, always got a rugby league lens on and I thought to myself, <laughs> one day wouldn't it be ideal, isn't the goal that one day I'll be able to support Australia in rugby league guilt free, because obviously yeah, yeah, as, yeah, I know exactly as um, progressive rugby league fans we do not support no, Australia no. when they play because it's irresponsible. <laughs> and it's, it's probably un-Australian, actually. Yeah. It's un-Australian to support how, Australia in rugby league. How the hell are we meant to go for the underdog? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, obviously, it, once in that time in the future, if I am able to support Australia in rugby league, that means international rugby league is very strong. And Australia has a number of competitors who mm. are genuine and consistent year in, year out. At the yeah. moment, that's not the case. Sometimes New Zealand's good, sometimes England's good, but mostly Australia's pretty Always dominant. Good, yeah. When Serbia go on their multi-year winning mm. streak... You maybe, know. maybe I'll have uh, you know a few more grey hairs and a few less hairs, but one day I would love to be able to support Australia in rugby league. Yeah, you make a really good point. I don't, I don't think I've ever supported Australia outside of when you were like, I was like eight or nine years old where yeah. you are like, yeah, my team's winning, hurrah. Mm. Ever since I became mm, woke to the progressive <laughs> rugby league cause I've never supported Australia ever yeah. and it would be a really strange feeling to actually genuinely want Australia to win yeah. uh, an international rugby yeah, league yeah I remember watching the World Cup final with a friend uh, Aussie bloke you know he was really excited that Australia was winning and I just looked at him and was like what are you doing what's wrong with you <laughs> You don't, you don't get it at all. Yeah. Did you try and give him a, like a little pamphlet that you've made up of progressive <laughs> yeah, we, rugby we league? We can help. No, I just walked away. I walked away in disgust. <laughs> so that's my reflection. Yeah. One day One I'll day. be able to support the kangaroos guilt-free. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Big L. Uh, all right, so my reflection, fellas, you know, 
part of uh, part of a progressive outlook. This, let's break down that word progressive. It means moving forward. It means going sure. forward. So I'm not reflecting on the past. I'm looking to the future because right. I don't think we realize what we are standing on the cusp of right now. God, and that is now. a golden window of progressiveness, nay, progression, however you want to call it, in, the, in this coming week. So let me just lay at your feet yeah. the feast of progressive rugby league that is about to hit you. Should I get a napkin? <laughs> Cut the suspense with a knife in here. What's going on? Friday night, North Sydney Oval, yeah. Women's State of Origin. Oh, yes. Please. We have not spent enough time talking about this. It's now, exciting. This is... It's going to be a fantastic game. Uh, it was previously called the Women's Interstate Challenge or something like that, but now it is officially Women's State of Origin. It is the first event in the new era of professionalised female uh, rugby league representative mm-hmm. matches. Yeah. So not just the Gillaroos, you've got State of Origin teams yep. now as well as the coming Women's League. And if you want this state versus state tensions, that's all cool. That that always goes in there. And uh, in the men's men's uh, state of origin, they'll chuck in its its uh, teammates playing against teammates. <laughs> but I've got an even better angle for the women's game because there are two Gillaroos teammates yeah. that play together. Obviously, play together for the Gillaroos are in a long term relationship and are playing on opposing teams in the state wow. of origin. So, what? How is that? So, so it's beyond mate versus mate. It's lover versus lover. Yeah. Wow. So uh, they're teammates, they're Jillaroo uh, teammates, and yeah, lovers. they live together <laughs> in positions where they might oh, I don't know, oppose each other. But so Karina Brown on Queensland and uh, Vanessa Foliaki for New South Wales. Wow, that's a pretty good angle. Loving it. So anyway, North Sydney Oval, and also played at North Sydney Oval. Yeah. Oh, wonderful, oh, yeah. wonderful. Yeah. So there you go. That's that's Friday. All right. Yep. There's then, more. Is there more? <laughs> Saturday, double head. Before, you, before oh, you go on, can I just tell you? That we were watching the football the other night, and a little graphic came up advertising the women's state of origin. My son goes to me, "Women play state of origin." I said, "Get out! <laughs> Get out of this house, and don't come back until you've figured out what's what." <laughs> Sorry, it's good he has you to lean on for guidance. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so so Friday night, women's state of origin. Saturday afternoon at Campbelltown. PNG versus Fiji in the first of yes. the Pacific yes. Tests. And don't give me, like, I, I, the one thing that disappoints me about this game is that it's at Campbelltown and not at a bigger stadium, but that's fine. It sold okay. out last year. Probably, I think it's going to sell out this year. Do you know why they, that was chosen? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. I think they've played it previously in Penrith. Right. And maybe it's just got something to do with that's where they think most, that's where that... That's what they think the fans for that game might be. Might be easier to get. Expats. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and that's going to be a, that's going to be a cracking game because you've got all your, your Fiji and superstars in there. Your, your Jared Haynes, your Akila Uates, and your, your tearful captains Kevin Naguama. and Vunivalu, I believe. Vunivalu's well. in that one as it's well. A good team. Wow. And then on the PNG side, you've got superstar Kurt Baptiste. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, and of course, old mate Seguiaro. Oh. So that's going to be a good one. And that's, who's playing hooker then? <laughs> well, I mean. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> they've got, I think they've got 13 hookers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then following that, uh, we've got, of course, Samoa versus Tonga, so that's going to be an epic showdown as well. Yeah. Hopefully we get one of those rousing um, Haka on Haka showdowns oh, right at yes. the beginning. So when you've got a packed house, uh, that'll be uh, pretty emotion charged. Campbelltown will be pumping. Yeah, Campbelltown will be pumping. And then, if that's not enough, also on Saturday, Oof. but at 6am in the morning, you've got New Zealand versus England in the Denver, Denver Colorado. Yes. Thank you very much. So, can we, we can't see that on 9, can we? 
Ooh, I'm sure it's on so. Fox. We know that the BBC is broadcasting it live, so somebody's got to have that feed somewhere. Yeah. It'll be on Fox, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. I, I hope so. Well, isn't it interesting that uh, it seems like the Pacific Island teams have all picked pretty much full-strength teams. There's not many people who are unavailable for those teams. Mm. Whereas, unfortunately, the New Zealand team is... He's a bit weak. Mm, well, I think a lot of so players got, yeah. missing. A lot of good players yeah, missing. Yeah, Sean Johnson and, and Co. They're not. But that, that's that's more for injury reasons, I think. Or is it? I is know, that a silly veiled excuse. Well, there's been a couple of retirements. You know, conveniently yeah, yeah. timed retirements. And mm. I wonder what they. I wonder if the players are on board with the new Michael Maguire era. Are, are they on board? Oh, with you, the think, you think they're, he's whipping him too hard? Well, maybe they just don't like the idea of it. Because obviously he hasn't whipped anyone. Because it's well, it'll be his first surely game. they would have had... Oh, I suppose you need to get picked in the team to attend the training session. Yeah, to so. get whipped, you need to be picked in the team. Yeah. But I wonder if they thought to but themselves... But Isaac Luke's playing, right? He is, yeah. And he knows all about what happens in a match camp. Yeah, so he, exactly. he'd, he'd be able to... If, if it was that bad, yeah. He'd, yeah. He'd, he'd tell the fellas not to do it. Yeah, well, uh, anyway, Actually, no, either way. Because I'm sure he... he wear that uniform with pride either way it's a shame that New Zealand's not it is a shame it but is it's, a still shame. A good, it's still, still a good team the best thing the, the good thing is visiting fans no not visiting fans sorry uh, American fans or people in Colorado that go to go watch this game will have no idea who's good or who's bad so yeah, that's it, true. It, they won't know if they're seeing it could be the reserve grade team it could be the, the Vulcans the under 20s I saw an interview with Sam Burgess and he said there's going to be 45,000 people at the Denver Stadium is, nice. that, is that legitimate or is he just dreaming I'd love to see that. Ooh, I don't know. Well, it sounds ambitious. It sounds very ambitious, don't you think? <laughs> well, let's let's wait and see. But uh, w- wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? Well, we'll see. You'll see at six ten a.m. on the Saturday morning, <laughs> my friends. Well, Colorado's was one of the first states to go pot friendly. Oh yeah. So maybe if they kind of say you know free cookies stadium yeah. this yeah. time, come on down. A lot yeah. of uh, mm-hmm. munched out people might sort of wander <laughs> down that way in a bit of a haze. I wonder if the promoters have sort of been a bit vague about what sport it is. If, yeah. if it's rugby <laughs> I've, or I've, rugby seen, I've seen some of the some of the ad campaigns for it. Um, like they're just knocking about the, mm. the Twitter sphere, the, the happy side of the rugby league Twitter sphere. Yeah. And it's being um, branded as six down rugby. Right, so they say, yeah. oh, they say like uh, full contact, no pads, six downs. Is, is oh, right. They right. Say, like, Rugby League International Challenge. Okay. To try and put it in American terms for them. To so some people might be fooled that they're going to see the All Blacks, which we were pretty. Yeah. Yeah. No, they say Rugby League. Okay. The whole time, but like a rugby, like a, someone who's not a Rugby League fan would have no idea that like there's a league or union. Yeah. So rugby is rugby, and I'm happy for us to claim that word. It's our word too. And we've right. just, we've let the rugby union take it from us. I like. I the, say we take it back. I like the term down. I like. I like. To give up the tackle, fifth tackle, fifth down. Sure, let's go. Sure. Anyway, so you've got that that feast of progressive rugby league, but there's more, my friends, because on Saturday. Can I just check? Have you mixed up your progressive <laughs> moment of the week with your round reflection? This is too. This is progressive. Overflowing. <laughs> it's just a good time. A good time to be alive. There's just so much going on. If that's not enough for you. The Maltese Knights and the South African Rhinos are playing a test match in St. Mary's on Saturday afternoon as wow. well. So you can, your whole weekend, you can start with the, the women's state of origin on Friday night, go and see Malta versus South Africa in St. Mary's on Saturday afternoon. Oh, sorry, you'd get up really early to watch the Denver, Denver test. Denver test, yeah, yeah. Go out to St. Mary's at, uh, at, um, on Saturday afternoon to see Malta play South Africa. Yeah. Campbelltown for PNG versus Fiji into uh, t- song, <laughs> um, Tonga versus Samoa. Yep. And then, you in Campbelltown, you can go to Sizzler afterwards as well. Bam! Or Hooters. Um, <laughs> Not progressive. And then what? Sunday, 
just I, ignore the NRL altogether and don't well, worry about it. The, the state of origin's on, but uh, no, how progressive that yeah. is. It's a progressive team. I guess I could sort of talk What do we think about state of origin on Sunday? I mean, uh, I think I, I mentioned to you guys for the first game, I love my state of origin tradition. Wednesday morning, I get up. It's cold. It's freezing. <laughs> I go to work. I get undermined by my work colleagues. <laughs> I have a miserable day. I get home. The footy's on. I complain that the footy hasn't started at 8.15. Yeah. I watch some footy. I go to bed. What's going to happen to that tradition on, well, on still, a Sunday? You still get two Wednesday games. Yeah, you I just know, got, like, I'm talking about the Sunday game. <laughs> yeah, but really? like, you get, instead of three, you get two. Yeah, no. And something different. You've got to try something different. Sure. All right, I'll try it for thank, you. Thank you. Up. Thank you very much. I also think moving it to Sunday makes it more obvious that the time of day that it's played is purely for betting sponsorships. Sure. <laughs> um, but I do think, I think we've really, uh, the game has missed a trick by one week by not scheduling it a Sunday earlier yeah. to back up against the Queen's birthday public holiday. Oh, yeah. And the whole state can go out and get pissed because that's what it's all about. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, that's Queen's birthday long weekend. It's missing, missing something. It's more, missing. It's missing a big it's middle finger like from the rugby league to the. More than that, yeah. Not <laughs> parents aren't taking kids to the game. Going, it's a school night. Looking yeah, at their watch. Right. Looking yeah. at my watch didn't really work that well on a podcast, <laughs> but yeah, it, it actually happened, listeners. <laughs> All right. Have you got that, through your list there, Miguel? Bloody hell! More to come. Watch this space. <laughs> Right, my round reflection is very purely that I retract everything I said last week in my mid-season predictions. <laughs> I said, uh, um, well, not everything, because Melbourne did beat the Knights, but not first half was neck and neck. wasn't convincing at all. Mm. Um, I said Melbourne would face Panthers in the grand final. Panthers... Pfft, Performance. They played very poorly. Mm-hmm. This is one. This is one isolated incident. I know, but why did it have to happen the week after <laughs> I said all this stuff? It doesn't, it doesn't change the, the the legitimacy of your. It ruined his cred. He's no. already ruined his cred. <laughs> Block your ears, Big Al. <laughs> I said Tigers would make the top four. <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah, what the hell was that? What's going on? That right. was um. So that was a real disappointment. Slightly negative on top of all that positivity we just mm-hmm. had, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to redo my. Season predictions, probably every week. You also said that the Titans would get the wooden spoon. They beat the Bulldogs on the weekend. Yeah, pretty convincingly. Mm. So um, I didn't want to mention that, but I thought I had to. That was just on, on that, that that game, the Bulldogs versus the Titans. That really showed just how bad the Bulldogs season has become. Mm. Playing at like two in the afternoon at Belmore, like suburban oval with nobody there. Nobody cared. Yeah. Playing people. playing like they didn't even want to be there. It was just. Well, so the game should not have even happened. I'll take you back to the conversation of uh, how do we make every game and every round special. That's right. Guy Sebastian, is that what we said? Biggest biggest challenge there, uh, Bulldogs v Titans at Belmore when Bulldogs have nothing to play for. Yeah. Good luck. That's right. Good luck. That's where you need your Guy Sebastian. Yeah. What is it? What was Angels, the album? Angels brought me here. <laughs> he could have done that album, you know, yeah. front to back before the game. That would yeah. have brought in the... Had the turnstiles clicking. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's right. And with surprise Nolsey coming out oh. mid song for yeah. Duet. Um, so mailbag. BRL, what's a spell? It's the mailbag. Got a niche? You can stretch it with the mailbag. Stupid question. There's no such thing. Ask us now, we will let you in. 
your rail, what's that smell? It's the mailbag. Got a niche, you can scratch it with the mailbag. It's the mailbag. It's the mailbag. Ooh, the mailbag. Ooh, the mailbag. Ooh. Now, it's a bit of a odd mailbag, because it's an unrequited kind of thing sure. that we've thrown out there. So, in the mailbag this week, it wasn't actually necessarily uh, sent to us as a mailbag, but I'm claiming it as a mailbag. Um, we threw out there on the social medias, or Jono more specifically, uh, this post. Note to goal-kicking coaches. We know process is important, but surely there's a bit of fat to be cut out. Place the ball, aim, shoot. Keep it simple. Keep things moving. Now, sent that out during the Tigers-Raiders game. What was the backstory there? What was happening? Well, I mean, I'm just tired of seeing goal kickers take an age to take a kick, even when they're from right in front. And I think, obviously, it's these goal kicking coaches going, you know, go through your process, no matter what happens. <laughs> Doesn't matter how easy or hard the kick is, go through the steps back. Oh, please, just kick the ball. Yeah. Kick the ball over the over the posts. It was pretty windy at Campbelltown that day. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> I sent out that tweet. I got a lot of love, really, from the rugby league fans out there. So Matt and Hugh, friend of the show, replied to that. Um, Isn't it Matt and Hugh? It is. Uh, I'm trying to take Jono's advice and shortening the process just (laughs) a little bit to keep things flowing. He uh, replied with, Can you contact friend of the show, David Middleton, and find out who is the quickest goal kicker this season and of all time? So, um, Jono, you did... Put a little message out to friend of the show, the show. David Middleton, and uh, he didn't reply. So that's the end of that. Um, <laughs> but we'd, we'd like to know if there are any stats out there about who are the quick goal kickers out there, who are the slow goal kickers out there, so they can be shamed. Slow goal kickers shamed. They used to find them. I don't think they find them anymore. Why is it? Do they, they really used to find them? Yeah, slow goal kickers. When? Be, this is like five, seven years ago. Five okay. to seven. <laughs> Do you remember how Six. There's, a, there's a shot clock or there's a clock for most things in the game now like there's a scrum yeah. clock a drop out clock a restart clock I think mm. why why is there no conversion clock or penalty clock or penalty clock that's, that's the thing because there's so many more penalty goals being taken as well there's a lot of time being taken up by kickers you know stepping back going to the left thinking for an age breathing visualising but not kicking you know there's kicking is just a a minute part of that so I'd just like to see if there are any stats out there so we can start shaming the slowpokes. Yep. So, right. Mido, you're a friend of the show. You remain a friend of the show yeah. for your services to Rugby 13. But, uh, you know, please get back to us if you can. So we should shame those who are slowpokes to toepoke. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's not bad. I'm concerned that if we put too many questions to Mido, we might get, like, an invoice that's at right. some point, you know. We may have uh, stretched the friendship on this one. <laughs> All right. Shall we international update, Big Al? Let's do it. So like we gallant me, we like what we see when it comes to French-Canadian rugby 13. Wonderful, fellas. Loving it, <laughs> loving it, loving it. All right, so we already spent a, a fair amount of time talking about current goings, current happenings in the Super League. Uh, so we'll stick with that. Catalans have just come off a heartbreaking loss to Huddersfield, <sighs> 25 to 26. Um, and the halftime score was 24-14 to Catalans there. Well, they were leading 18-0, and this was a, a heartbreaker because it was one of those four-point games that you get at this time of year, so I think Huddersfield were one point ahead of Catalans in eighth place. And uh, what happened was 
they lost, and now they're three points behind, where they could have been one point ahead. So mm, those four points, yeah, yeah. Oh, real, real crunch game. Um, so uh, even with a, a Josh Drinkwater field goal, wouldn't save them. Mm. So they're going down by one point there to Uddersfield. Drinkwater, Drinkwater. Good advice. Simon. Good advice. Good name. Yeah. Simon Wolford's Uddersfield. <laughs> Is he coach? He's a new coach. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Good on him. Didn't know that. It's all happening. Um, all right, so yeah, as, as uh, Jono alluded to, uh, that puts uh, Kalans now uh, on uh, ninth. They're now equal ninth, sorry, with Tim Sheens' Salford Red Devils uh, on 12 points. So uh, as, we always, always, as we seem to be saying every week, not quite out of the red zone, but um, it's, it, it could be worse. Could be a lot worse. Could be worse for Catalans. Uh, but anyway, as it all, it's happening in the championship as it always is. So we've had a big weekend. We've had uh, Toulouse just come off a, a two-point loss to Lee. Which is unfortunate, but um, a heartbreaking weekend for the yeah. French clubs. Yeah, it just has a narrow losses, but um, you know, there's always hope. With the French are very positive people, so I'm sure they'll rise like a souffle, as they should. But we've had a game that was very important to me. Yep. Toronto versus Dewsbury. Oh. So, oh, here we go. So the give me that Jews news. <laughs> the French Canadian update. It was the big matches L. with the with the Jews news music and news update. Yeah, it's a big L derby. <laughs> so we've got. Uh, an absolute walloping from the Wolfpack onto the Rams, sixty-four to twelve. Wow. So, and that was uh, that was in Canada. So, I'm going to say wow. it, was just, it was the travel load for the Dewsbury lads, probably just too much yeah. for them. Apparently, it was a very hot day as well, and mm. steamy day in Toronto. They weren't so. shorn. They had a big woolly coat. Exactly, on. they should have thought about that. Over seven thousand fans at Lamport Stadium, though. So, yep. another, another good crowd for the yeah. Wolfpack. They're doing but fantastic things. Bad news for Jews. Bad news for Jews, but the Jews boys are tough. They'll get through it. Come on, lads. <laughs> uh, and then. Um, uh, London have just come off, have just high, given an absolute walloping to Rochdale, the Rochdale Hornets, 68 nil. So uh, a very attack. 68 68 nil. So Jared Samet's London Broncos oh. Oh, yeah, have just guy. absolutely smacked yeah, oh. the, the Hornets there. I'm getting more into the Broncos each week. There we go. The Broncos, good team. Good what does team, that mean for people. the table? So well, I mean, as we already said before, Toronto are flying out the top. Number one, 31 points. Uh, second place, we have Toulouse on 24, Featherston also on 24, and then uh, the last three positions, Halifax on 23, and London and Lee both on 22. So, two to six, it's very, very tight. Number one, they're way out, well, Toronto's way out in front by a good... And so we, we think points. about what we were talking about earlier, if you had the one up, one down, then it's not very exciting at all. Whereas yeah. in this case, this is bloody exciting. Yeah, this is bloody exciting. All those teams have something to play for and every game is important. So I, you know, I already said I'd change my tune. I was, I was definitely not anti-Super 8s, but now I'm incredibly pro-Super 8s. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo. Should we craft a missive about this and send it to the appropriate people and just, you know... Yeah, I mean, I there's no should. doubt we've, Pros got, and cons. we've got more and more influence as the weeks go on. <laughs> <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Not that we can get Mido to reply to us, but it's there somewhere. Well, perhaps perhaps if we uh, start cultivating that relationship we have with Chariots of Fire, because mm. we know he's got sway in the English Rugby League. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure we can start to curry favour with him, because he's, he's an open guy. And he, well, yeah, I reckon he'll reply. Maybe we'll send out a tweet to him to see what he thinks about it, and if, if he's in favour of Super 8s, then we can maybe, you know... Push the envelope. Yeah. So we know I have. Uh, he's 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 a he likes to get his face out there. So I wasn't going to include this on the show, but I will because uh, seeing as we're talking about him, yeah. I haven't confessed this to you guys, but I have a secret, uh, a guilty pleasure called Storage Wars. It's a dumb half-hour reality show okay. on, on Foxtel. <laughs> oh. I I love it. <laughs> I watch it all the time. So and I've got it seriously because I've, I've just got a million episodes. But yeah. at the end of the last episode I watched, it caught the, the first two minutes of the show after it, which happened to be. 
Celebrity Storage Wars UK. Uh, Guess who one of the celebrities was? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Martin of Fire. So, which then I went, I wonder what else he's done. And so I went to his IMDb, IMDb page because he's got one. He's got a whole long list of reality television credits yeah. and everything. He's but very versatile. He's very versatile. But he was actually credited uh, in the 2014 Challenge Cup as a spectator. So, uh, well, yes. That's his IMDb I think, credit. I think he must have been in the background significantly, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. Chariots, did you write that yourself? Did you put that on IMDb yourself? What is going on? Funnily enough, I couldn't find Celebrity Storage Wars UK. Uh, in, those, in those credits so maybe the pages hasn't been updated for yeah. a while but did, you, did you dream this? <laughs> like is there a chance that you had a dream and this happened in your dreams? this is not reality well I mean maybe you want to get philosophical who can say what's tr- what, what truly is a dream and who, what's reality maybe this is a dream right now wow it is so for me it is for me you are Elon Musk wow yeah. did you get far enough into the program to see what he was storing? No, so what they do, they go and buy abandoned storage lockers. Oh, oh go, that's oh yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So no, I, I, it cut out after the, the credits, Damn but like he was introduced as a man in a rugby league of his own. <laughs> Genius! <laughs> yeah, wow, who'd have thought that? And so they, <laughs> hopefully they don't run towards the lockers they want because he would stumble in at the start. And <laughs> everyone would beat him, right? Of course. Yeah, but that's an awful international update. So we still had some pretty significant games. So. Rugby League World Cup qualifiers are going on for the 2021 tournament. That's the next one, right? So the Czech Republic have just beaten Norway 20 to 12. Oh. Uh, and that was played in the Czech Republic in a town called... I don't know. There's no, there's no nouns in it. It's all... Sorry, there's no vowels in it. It's all consonants. Um, Vruchlabi. Two vowels. Um, but the crowd was 1,000. And the population of the town is 13,000. Wow. So pretty what's good. that, like a 7% turn up yeah. rate? That's pretty yeah. good. That is pretty good. Well, they weren't rounding it up to the nearest thousand, were they? <laughs> no, these were legitimate numbers. These were right. legitimate numbers. What do you think our chances are, at some point, of getting, getting some crowdfunding going so we can get over there to see a game? Oh, yeah. Into the, what, the Czech Republic? Yeah. Right. I, I think well, it's definitely between zip and zero. Right, <laughs> right. Well, let's start a Kickstarter page, send the PRL to the Czech Republic, and... You, you handful of people want to see us go, don't you? We do have listeners all over the world. I mean, we, we've we had do, listeners. bizarrely. Yeah. And we've got US, Canada, Ireland, Netherlands, Russia, the UK, of yeah. course. Yeah. All over the world. Italy. My goodness. Russia. Did I say Russia? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Um, Switzerland, we had Switzerland the other day. <laughs> really? We, yeah, yeah, we oh, did. Excellent. No we idea. Should do a, we should do a world tour. I'm not sure. Walk up, say good day. Yeah, we'll catch Move on. It's, um, a, it's a truly international podcast. It is. Right. It is. Uh, as is as is rugby league, a truly international. Yeah. Uh, one more. So we've just had our first test uh, between Japan and Hong Kong played over the weekend as well. Oh. So uh, and this was not rugby league world cup affiliated. Neither of these guys are, are in the qualification stage. Um, but it was just a friendly uh, played in Tokyo. Uh, Hong Kong defeating Japan thirty two to twenty. Honkers. So so is Hong Kong its own entity rather than being. Well, a Chinese state of sorts. No, well, it's been part of China for a while, so that's yeah. interesting. Rugby league's just, you know, giving the middle finger to the <laughs> Yeah, state. I guess. Rugby league, <laughs> it's not held back by tradition or rules. <laughs> well, I mean, apart from the rules, it has its own game. Maybe there's been a lot of tension between China and Japan, so they went to the Japanese. Do you want to play China? No. Do you want to play Hong Kong? Yeah. Yeah, we'll play them. That's all right. Um, uh, so there you go. So, close. Whoa. Great update. Great lot, update. I'm sorry, oh. there's just a lot going on at the moment. Don't yeah. be sorry. <laughs> what are you doing? We're, we're on our knees thanking you. 
Amazing stuff. All right, let's round this out. Progressive moments. Hit us, Jono. I'm going to go with Simon Wolford, Uddersfield, Ed Gulch. I saw an interview with him after the game, after that heartbreaking defeat for Catalans, where they, Huddersfield beat Catalan. And Wolford said, you know, we got a few lucky refereeing calls, but you know what? It always ends up 50-50. And I thought oh, to myself, love wow, it. that's refreshing. Yeah. It's good to hear. Uh, I mean, he's a new coach. He's new to the coaching game, so I wonder how long before that gets you know, rinsed out of him. <laughs> it's like we're not allowed a, to win. <laughs> it's a good start, Simon, to admit that you were lucky. How many times do you hear that from coaches saying, we got some good refereeing calls which helped us win the game? Uh, That's so, rare. Well done, Simon. Keep it up. Love it. What about you, Big Al? Big Al? Sorry. Uh, so, <laughs> Sorry. I, don't, I don't really know what to do unless Slug tells me. I find it really hard. <laughs> the, slug, the Slug has a massive headache. <laughs> and I just kind of drifted off there for a second. Apologies. Okay, well, um, for those that uh, have listened to the show previously, and we know there's thousands of you out there, we've mentioned the Ladies Who League podcast. Yep. Uh, it is, last week, marked their her fifth uh, birthday of existing. Wow. So, Happy congratulations. Birthday. Five years strong. June 2013 was when it launched. Still going? How Loving fantastic. it. Good stuff. Good on it. Good for the game. Good for the game. You want to know my progressive moment of the week? Hell yeah. Just, how good's rugby league? <laughs> how good's rugby league? Hey? I mean, it's simple, but never a truer word as best. It's simple. I gave a lot of thought to that one. <laughs> and that, look, that's the end result. It's been a great episode, guys. I have to say. I can't help but agree with you. Chockers. <laughs> Chockers. There's a lot of stuff in there. That's been chockers with info. Chockers with positivity. Just chockers with progressiveness. Thank you, guys. No, thank you. Slug, thank you. Thank you, and thank you to our globalist international audience. Yeah. Yes. Thank all of you out there, wherever you are on this crazy world, loving this crazy old game. Rugby League Sans Frontiers. Bye, all. See ya. See you all. In Rugby League We Trust. Sorry, I went a bit, a bit weird at the end there. Yeah,